and welcome to Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation, the only Law & Order SVU video podcast, the longest running SVU after show. Also, it's the only place to find me and Taylor and usually Felicia every Sunday and sometimes other days talking about the greatest show of all time, Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Welcome, Taylor. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, Hi. She couldn't be here today. That's okay. She has thoughts that I'm sure she will love to share with us. She said, listen, I'm not about to hear you babble on about the Elliot Olivia, I love you. So I'm going to sit this one out. Okay. And I said, I respect that. Slow it down. We will get Sorry. to all of that. Um, hello to everyone who's live in our chat. We're happy to have you here. Before we jump into season 22, episode 12, in the year we all fell down, First of all, thank you to no one for telling me that I was missaying the episode title last week multiple times. Thanks. It's long. It has a lot of letters, a lot of words. That's true. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, if you've never seen our show before, you are in for a treat uh, here on the S Review podcast. Um, we make jokes and they're not always funny, but sometimes they're offensive. So um, please be warned of that. Um, that said, also, if you find yourself in a situation where you need help, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Taylor, what does 4673 spell? It spells hope. It does. And as do the people at Rain. Before we jump into season 22, episode 12, um, I know that we have no new episode next week. Wait till the end of our show and I will tell you what we are doing next week. Um, I'm so stoked to tell you all about it. So yeah, um, it's gonna be exciting. All right. But here is the quick cap for 2212 in the year we all fell down. Uh, Benson walks into a hostage situation. Shocker in a neighborhood restaurant. Rollins tries to keep uh, to help her father after he's hospitalized. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. That that's what happens. Uh before we get into the nitty-gritty, Taylor, what did you think of this episode? How did you feel? Here's the thing. I know a lot of people were so mad when they read the synopsis, like another hostage situation. I unpopular opinion, I'm in the minority. I think they're so like I love watching hostage situations on TV because it's like so much tension, like you're in one room, like you have to be so focused on the other person. Like just from like a writing story standpoint, I always think mm. they're fun to watch and interesting. That said, this one didn't feel that suspenseful to me. I don't know if I'm the only one that felt that way. I never thought that Olivia was in like real danger, to be quite honest with you, despite, you know, her pulling a gun, her pulling a knife. Like I always kind of thought that it would end up fine. Weirdly, I just kind of had that feeling through the whole time. And it wasn't an SVU case ever. Like, not with right. Olivia, nor with, like, half the episode we spent in the hospital with Rollins. Um, but for what it was, you know, for it not being our SVU case with a bunch of twists and turns, I think it was interesting. It was, like, an interesting change from structure, I guess. So who just them for trying something different? I didn't hate it. All right. Um, I'll say this. I don't need twists and turns, right? I don't need surprises and and really out there. I don't need it to go that way. As we know, there was some episode that I really liked and it was very straightforward, but it was interesting and fun. Um, I need 
something to happen. Like that's what I need. Um, and in this, not only did Ron's dad who had a stroke, like he got worse. He didn't die. He didn't get better. He didn't, you know, continue to have a cluster of mini strokes. Like none of that happened. Um, and then over on the Olivia story, she and, and um, Vanessa talked the whole time. And I think right. the best part was when Olivia's like, you're not going to shoot me. And and Vanessa was like, you don't know. Pretty sure she knows. Right. Like, I yeah. Think it did. Go ahead. Well, I just, I, I think it's interesting because I feel like there's a lot of discussion on should we show COVID on TV? Like, should we put that into the storyline? And I do think that this did capture like that feeling of, especially like small business owners probably feel. I saw like that be a response a lot on social media when I was looking. So I feel like this will be an episode that we're not going to want to rewatch right away. But I think in a couple of years, it, it's like a time capsule in a way. I do think they did a good job of like capturing the moment, which is interesting and difficult to do. So I will give them kudos for that too. Oh, absolutely. I felt like this episode really captured what, you know, what this last year has been like. I love the like, you know, progression of time, this this chronological story. Um, and I think that that's such an interesting way to tell the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I need it now because we are still in it, right? right. Like we're not out, you know? No. Um, and I, I like the, the hopeful message, but it reminds me of um, the episode where Stabler comes back, where I said, I don't know that this is going to be one of the episodes when I'm watching a marathon and this one's thrown in there that I go, oh yeah, this one, like, oh, what a fun ride or what an exciting, you know, like, oh, introduced a good twist or brought up an interesting concept that we discussed. This is an episode that I was like, oh, so depressing. Yeah. I remember that year. It was horrific. And here's like all the things that could happen to this person did. Um, Right. Right. They showed like every aspect of it with the son and the grandma and the husband. Like they show every part of the toll that it could take on a person pretty much. Um, so I feel like, yeah, it's not going to be one that you marathon, but I like, this is my sound stupid, but when your kids are like, oh, like, not that we're going to have kids, other people's kids, you could whip this out and be like, this is what it was like, kind of, you know what I mean? And I, I do like that. I kind of, I feel like this would have been a really great episode, you know, a little further along, maybe, mm-hmm maybe like, I don't know when, but a, a little further along when it, we're a little bit more distance and we can be right. like, wow, like it was so, it was such a challenging time. And this poor woman's business and like a lot of people lost their business and are still losing. Like that's, I think my problem is that people are still dying. People right. are still losing their businesses. People are still doing school via Zoom. People, you know, mm-hmm. Relationships are falling apart. We're still in it. Um, that said, I think that the message at the end, uh, when Benson says this was the worst day of your life and you survived, like that is, I think, a really powerful, wonderful statement. And I love this message of hope that this episode gives. I agree. I wrote that line down. It's one of my favorite quotes. Usually we go the comedy route, but I really actually thought it was a very powerful, good quote that I feel like will stick with me. Sometimes it can get a little cheesy. Like when we talk, 
one of the lines I always think of is like, when your house burns down, you get a clear view of the sky. Like that is like not a quote that I think makes sense. This one was solid. I really, I really liked that message and uh, just the way that that was worded. Yeah, uh, Jennifer in the chat says, I agree. Uh, while it did capture some truths of the situation, I don't think it added anything mm-hmm. particularly new or thoughtful about it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that I like this message of hope. Um, I think that's wonderful. But we also like got a message of hope from like the longest journey home, which or darkest right. journey, whatever that one was called. The Ariel Winter. There was episode. a journey. There was a journey. Yeah. Home. There was a journey. Uh, that one also ended with like, you know, hope. So right. Um, yeah, let's talk about the the characters we met in Vanessa's life. Um, uh, because I said it on Twitter, I'm gonna say it now. Um, Vanessa's son Nate killed his grandmother. That's the truth of the matter. While I do not think that his mother needed to say you killed Nana, I think that he knows and will feel that guilt forever. And I don't know that anyone needed to like put it on him Mm -hmm. because he did it himself and he should feel it. Yeah. Oh, it drove me crazy. I understand when you're young, you want to be going out and doing things. But if you are, I mean, no matter who you live with, you shouldn't be doing that. And when you live with your grandmother, who is like immunocompromised, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I think my challenge or my my issue with it is that he wasn't, first of all, he's not young. He's in college, right? So he's right. not, he's not a under 18 child. Um, and it wasn't like he had to go out. It wasn't like he was going to work because they needed help. It wasn't like you know, he needed to go to wherever he was going. He wanted to go out with his friends and then was irresponsible about it. Yeah, didn't even wear a mask. Um, Wait. He chose chose to put himself at risk and did not care that doing so put his grandmother at risk and then he killed her. Yeah. Uh, Awful. Awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, she honestly, was so sweet too. I loved that grandma. <laughs> I was rooting, but I knew she was a goner. Oh. Right when they put her and Nate in the same room, I was like, "She's done," which is so upsetting because she was such a good character. She was so sweet. Yeah, no, it was clear from the get that that woman was not surviving that opening. No. <sighs> um, but I will say, yeah, opening. I mentioned that before when we have. We like follow someone around. This is this. Is, we also talked about Welcome to the uh, Motel, where it followed um, Lonnie. Was that his name? I think. I think so. Around and then uh, one of my favorite episodes ever, uh, Dreams Deferred, when they follow Patricia Arquette's character like through the day. Oh. It was interesting that they did follow this character through a stretch of time. I do like getting to know our characters in you that way. Did not include way. my favorite of this trope, which is Agent Provocateur, which is where you follow the girl who yes. ends up in the. Um, in the suitcase. That's my favorite one. Yeah. It's just, it's such a fun storytelling device that they use sometimes, especially when there's like a thought behind it. I mean, we had like the Demi Lovato song this time. It, we had the James Blunt song and Dreams Deferred, which, oh, I like, I have that on my, my Spotify favorites because <laughs> it's so good. Um, let's talk about the Demi song for a second uh, because a lot of people were losing their mind about it on Twitter. Um, is Demi a big SVU fan? I'm not, this is not something I'm aware of. Um, but also uh, the song was recently, and by recently, I mean the last two episodes of Zoe's Infinite Playlist or 
extraordinary playlist um that they use that song as well this song oh. makes me cry and and now i've heard it three times on nbc and i'd <laughs> like it to stop they're just like you need this yell we will <laughs> have you some regardless of which shows you watch it's gonna right. <laughs> why I, that's the thing about that song is it doesn't matter what's on screen that song just makes me cry that's valid that's valid um oh just thinking about it now, I'm going to start crying. All right. So um, I also want to talk about um, Vanessa's, uh, I guess, the guy who, the money guy. I don't really know what Joey Leonard's I didn't either. Is. I was like looking for some clarity um, with you and you don't know either. So that's fine. I believe he works for whoever's given her the business loans. Um, gotcha. He's like a he's the finance guy. Here's my question: Did he need? Did we yeah. need to know that he pissed himself? Like that was the best part when he's like, "I pissed myself." That's my favorite part that of this poor episode. Guy. Oh, he had some. I have another line, but I'll save it for my favorite quotes. Okay. He's funny. He was a funny character. But I understand. Like we always see these people like really tough in hostage situations. Now I'm Joey. I will be peeing myself. I will be crying. Like I would not be as strong as most of these people in these episodes. Yeah, him having the like. I think I'm having a heart attack. So good. Um, such a such a um, relatable, <laughs> relatable character. Yeah, and um, what's great. Uh, G uh, J N C A in the chat says yet still donated to the GoFundMe right because he he's a person right so like he came there on behalf of whoever you know the the bank um, mm-hmm. and so he's a he's a person with a heart I I do think what's interesting Ira her business partner at the end was like they started GoFundMe and they're gonna save the business why I didn't think of it earlier you guys That's what I'm saying you didn't think to fundraise. <laughs> Right. I was like, guys, where have you been? Right. A <laughs> lot of businesses have been doing that. And like mm-hmm. the fact that they adapted, I think was really amazing to see how they mm-hmm. adapted. Um, but the fact that it didn't occur to them to like adapt in a way that people, the people, their usuals, their regulars, their neighborhood, their friends, you know, yeah, would help them out. I think it was interesting. Um, and I do get that we have, you know, in the end, it's a story about another woman who was used to having to take care of everybody. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Jennifer says, I think they're that stupid. That explains the business problems. That's not fair. The business problems with the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Whoa. Um, harsh. Hard. Really harsh. I, to be fair, yeah, she takes care of everyone. I feel like there's some pride involved. She doesn't want to ask sure. for help either. She seems like a very, like, I'm going to take care of it type person, too. So I feel like that could have been an aspect of, no, yeah, I'm going to figure it out on my own. Her tech-savvy grandma-murdering son. Yeah. Why did Nate start a GoFundMe instead of going partying? You right. have plenty to do, Nate. You have plenty you could be doing. Yeah, as I have friends whose parents like have a a restaurant, and usually what ends up happening when they can't afford staff is the family gets roped into exactly Nate, right? Go cook some Brussels sprouts, Nate. Eddie, you can serve people. You don't, you know, you could play music and attract people to the restaurant. Use your skill set, family. Come on, do not fall on Vanessa. Right, she just lost her mother. Yeah, come on. No one showed up for her until the GoFundMe. That's 
Mm. No one right. showed up for her until Olivia did. Um, I, there was also that really interesting scene uh, where Vanessa's like, you haven't been around. You don't know what's going on. And then Benson's like, let me, <laughs> let me fill you in. Let's, let's have a little chat, shall we? I've lost everyone in my life, Vanessa. Right. Um, so she brings up Tucker again. Um, I think Vanessa needs to learn to read the room with the, I don't know what you did, but win him back. Girl, he dead. Yeah, that's not happening, Vanessa. Um, yep, we have him again. My favorite. <laughs> He's fine. I shouldn't say that. I have no hatred towards it. It's just not my um, my personal fave. My personal was, OTP. I've been thinking about it. Um, and this whole thing that her and Tucker were serious. Yes, they went to Paris with Noah together. But if we do recall, she and Cassidy moved in together. That's what I am saying. I feel like it's kind of disrespectful that we're not mentioning him at all, ever. Yeah, I mean, honestly, with Stabler back, I really would like to see that triangle explode. Um, anyway, uh, that's the Vanessa storyline. Oh, I needed to give some some amazing actor shout outs because the, the cast, the casting this episode was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Sarita Chowdhury, who played Vanessa, is amazing. I love her. Uh, if I remember correctly, I'm going to check this before I say it out loud. I'm pretty sure she was in Homeland and played mm-hmm. um she played uh um what's his name Mandy Patinkin's wife um oh she's also from Jessica Jones yes she was in Homeland Whew, okay um and then uh we have Raphael Feldman who played Ira Andrew Polk who played <laughs> Leonard Joey Leonard um He's great really amazing willing I think willing to say willing to play a character who says I pissed myself great I feel um, like he's such a fun character, honestly. Like, just a ball of anxiety. <laughs> like, I'm not even asking at this point. Like, that's just me. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, um, Manny Perez, who played Sergeant Hagen, the people outside. <laughs> um, this was... This character made me laugh so much because he was such a, like, like a, a New York cop. Like, this is, you know, first day. <laughs> this is New York cop. Um, and he just sounded so New York cop and like didn't have time for Garland and was like, we don't have time for this. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. He was funny. I loved him. Um, all right. Uh, I think we have to also discuss other things that happened in this episode. I think we do. Okay. You're right. <laughs> oh, let's talk about what's going on with Rollins and Carisi. Um, Big Jim is in New York now. She drove him to the city. She's taken care of him. Um, Carisi, being a good friend and brother figure, was there <laughs> to help. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's yep. what brothers are for. Um, <laughs> I do think it's cute, the idea that Jim thought that they were a couple. The fact that Amberlynn was... R- rudely offensive about them being a couple. Amberlynn, oh, um, absolute legend. <laughs> um, and of course he stands up his girlfriend, Nicole, which he has yet to tell Rollins about. Um, yeah. Honestly, with how 
how gossipy Finn has been lately, I'm sure that she knows already. <laughs> honestly, though. Honestly, though. Yeah. Um, so I do enjoy um, the storyline of Rollins dealing with her dad. I think that's interesting. Um, I think the moment where she says, I'm not ready to be the adult, and Carisi points out that she's been the adult for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's always the adult is what we learned, right? Like her family is incapable of doing anything without her. Yeah, definitely. I've always liked her, her backstory and her family situation because it's so chaotic. And um, obviously Olivia had like a very chaotic back, like, you know, back, backstory. What am I, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I don't know. Um, backstory. Yeah. I mean, her family situation was like also messed up, but now she's kind of alone and Rollins is like living it. There's so many factors and characters and one is just more absurd than the next. I mean, I thought Kim was cray. Now we have Amber Lynn coming in here um, with her little puffy blue coat. And I think it's always fun to watch her try to navigate that because she definitely, I think, has a lot of similarities with them, but it's also vastly different than the people she grew up with. Yeah, I think um, Amberlynn, I assume we won't be seeing again. Um, I really love the way Rollins got rid of her. Like, I yeah. absolutely love that. That felt that felt like good Rollins right there. Eat Rollins, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially because it, like, um, Amberlynn, like, apparently they're not married legally. Like, okay. Is of a common law first divorce? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have questions uh, about Kim's baby. So Rollins' mom is raising Kim's child, I believe. Um, and as we heard in this episode, currently babysitting, um, whatever Ron- Rollins' kids are. Um, and something else. Silly. Yeah. That sounds right. Great. Her kids. Offspring. Um, they're with the grandmother. That grandmother still alive. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I do like this, you know, seeing what's going on with that. I think it's interesting that none of the baby daddies are involved, but whatever. I want to see them go head to head. Um, I, I do like this story. I do like seeing Rollins having to grow up, um, because she, you know, as much as she has always been the adult of her family, she has backslid a lot. We've seen that and we've seen her be immature and do you know, not do the right thing. And so to see her now, like she has to be the adult all the time. She can't, she can't have fun anymore. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always crazy to me to think about how she's been here for almost 10 years, but she still kind of feels like the newbie to me in some ways, which just isn't true anymore. So it's fun to see her be more of a veteran on this team. Like I always think of, I mean, Kat's obviously like the newest, but Carisi's like newer than Rollins and then Nick has come yeah. and gone. So it's so interesting. She's almost been on the show as long as Elliot was his first time here, which is insane to think about. Yeah, that's wild. Isn't that weird? Because it's just, and that's not, I don't know. She still feels like the new girl to me in some way. I agree. Um, and I think it's interesting. I think it was like last episode of the one before where, um, or maybe it was the crossover. Um mm-hmm where she was saying like, it took us some time to get some trust. Um, 
And I think that's so interesting, especially because she pulled the same crap that Olivia pulled. But we've talked about that. Um, Speaking of Stabler, let's get to, I'm going to name this our segment now that we have to do it every week, the Stabler (laughs) of it all. Um, For those who aren't watching Organized Crime, here's what you need to know. Um, (laughs) Kathleen reaches out to Olivia for help. Um, I... Honestly, was loving this scene because if you recall, like Olivia was there for Kathleen when she was dealing with her issues. So it was really nice to see that she still reaches out to her. Um, The help she needs is to do an intervention. Um, The intervention goes poorly, which is not a surprise uh, because we know Stabler. Um, And he says three words that everyone's been waiting for forever and then take some time and then elaborate. Lo- not so, like a long time. There's a long pause there. It's um, such an interesting scene. Yeah. It's so, so different than anything we've seen on it, like the Law and Order universe, um, I feel like. Unfortunately, because of the way StreamYard works, I cannot play it with sound for you all, but because you can't hear it, but there are captions or there were captions. Let me uh, oh, there, the that, yeah. there it is. Right, nope, we can just let it play. You all can okay. read it if you want to. Um, so my favorite part is when, um, you know, Olivia's like, or they're like, this is an intervention. And Eli needs to clarify that. <laughs> we don't think you're an addict. Eli's fun. Here's the thing. Kathleen has always been... I feel like the superior stabler child, like she's the most interesting and has the most kind of personality, but I'm like an Eli lately. <laughs> he's kind of, he's kind of fun. Um, Isn't he supposed to be like 14 though? Yeah, I believe so. He does not, he does not read 14 to me though. I will say that. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. That's the part you're, uh, that's the part you have issue with. I not mean, the fact I that know he- that there's, no, I know there's more. I know he doesn't look like the baby. Not just he doesn't know. look like a ba- the baby. All of them are like blondes. Maybe and that's intentional. Yeah, I don't think he's Elliot's kid. That's the thing. Maybe it's intentional. I've read so many theories. I'm not going to repeat them all because yeah. there's a lot that I've that I've read. But people have some interesting predictions, and I'm excited to see how it plays out. It, like, because um, it, is Kathy more? You know. Um, Wait for it. He he already said the first part. We're still oh, waiting no. for him to say the second part. Yeah, everyone's faces. Yeah. Um but people are people are a little suspicious that Kathy's maybe more than than who she appears. Which should be interesting to me. All right. So that was it. Um for those who missed it, I will be tweeting out and we'll tell you where to find that in just a bit. Um, for those who are on listening to the audio version only, you're going to want to go to Twitter and watch this. Yeah. Um, because this felt like the most fan baity thing I've ever seen. Um, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, the, the the intervention does not go well, shock. Um, Amber in the chat says, do they ever meet Stabler? <laughs> Um, why the flipping fuck do they think he would at all be receptive to an intervention? Good, uh, good point. Good point that you raised. <laughs> Great question. Um, yeah, and um, 
Chris in the chat says the facial expressions on Elliot. Honestly, um, if you've watched Chris Maloney over on Happy, and he makes the best facial expressions. That man went through so many emotions <laughs> between the two lines. It's insane. I love the way they shot it. Like, we see everyone's faces. We see his face. I'm like, this is just pure chaos. Yeah. Um, so that is the stabler of it all. Uh, uh, all right. So we'll get to what's happening next episode. But first, as a reminder, um, episode May 13th is another crossover. So you, we will be watching both. And anything that is relevant to SVU that happens on Organized Crime, we will discuss uh, on the show. But we'll yeah. talk a little bit more about that when we get to the plan for the future episodes. Um, let's talk about some of our best lines. Do we have uh, some favorite lines, Taylor? I have several, yeah. Um, speaking of Joey, this is the one I was going to mention earlier. Garland's like, Joey's like, he has, she has a gun. Garland's like, what kind of gun? What do I know from guns? <laughs> like, that would be me. Like, I, a black one? I don't know. It was a gun, um, which I thought was really funny. I love the juxtaposition of Olivia. I wish I could give you a hug. Vanessa pulling a gun on her immediately after she says that. I'm like, that's me. I don't like being touched. Like, that's pretty relatable content. Um, I loved anything that Rollins said to Amberlynn and vice versa, but that kind of caretaking is going to age you real fast. I was like, get her. Um, that was really funny. I One of my friends, Kelsey, tweeted one of the funniest quotes. Um, she... <laughs> She was looking on it. So they had like the prices of all of the stuff in the restaurant. And she was like, she charged $12 for Brussels sprouts. And no wonder her restaurant went under. <laughs> like, listen, that's kind of fair. Like, that is a pretty LA New York price for like. I was about sprouts. to say, I'm However, pretty sure I paid 12 bucks for Brussels sprouts last week. However, that cracked me up because I was like, you have a point that may be lower from $12 for side of Brussels sprouts. So um, Kelsey, that was a hilarious quote. Made me laugh. Had to share that here. I love that. Awesome. Okay. So um, this episode was not, uh, well, not that I'm aware of was it River Headline. I honestly didn't look because I don't think it was. Also, my headline, it was ripped from every headline pretty much right Right. also like nothing happened. what headline yeah. business is going under um yeah ripped from everyone's lives right um yeah uh zach uh in the chat says a living cat acting out the hot situation and less screaming i don't want to go to the hospital yeah, I was just going to mention that I like that scene. I like that they do it in a theater, like a straight up full theater too. I was like the dramatics of it all. I I really liked that. Um, I don't believe, I'm like trying to think if if Kat, if Benson was still training, Cragen would not be going with her to this training. Whatever, as any excuse to get Olivia and Kat to share a scene I'm here for, because I think they're so fun together. Because it cat is just younger her, like one hundred percent. So it's always fun to see them side by side. That's true. All right. Um, if you have never seen our show before, uh, every week we do a fun poll that is related to the episode, and we'll tell you where to find that in a bit. But Taylor, tell us about the poll. 
Yes. So last week we asked you guys what your favorite episode with a live stream was. Um, and we have a tie for third place and that is Spectacle, which is season 12, episode 16. And the one we discussed last week, our words will not be heard, um, came in at third place. In second place, we have Intimidation Game, a classic um, that got 28.6% of the vote. And in first place, Friending Emily with 33.3%. I think it's the correct decision. Friending Emily, great episode. I love that episode. It's a great one. This week, because we have so many Olivia walks into a hostage situation episodes, we actually couldn't even fit all of them into this poll. So if you have another favorite, drop it in the comments. Um, but right now, I'm so offended that my favorite is in last place, but maybe that's will change that for me. But we have Florida, which is season eight, episode 19. That is the one where we meet Simon. All of this stuff with pretty much just Simon goes down, I would I would say. So this is the you second. Last night. I did watch it last night. It happened to be on and I meant to go to bed. So um, this is the second time that we've seen Simon. Um, okay. And it is when the captain from... Um, Jersey is framing him for raping her sister uh, mm-hmm. when they were younger and some other woman. Um, and in the end, we are at his childhood home where he takes the Jersey captain hostage and then Benson has to talk him um, down and gets him or gets the captain to admit that she uh, framed him. Yes, it's a pretty um, intense one. That's currently mm-hmm. in third place. Tied with my favorite, Father Shadow, season 13, episode 13. That is, like, one of the best, like, <laughs> intense hostage situations, I feel like. It's the one where, is it Miranda Lambert in an episode getting two? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's, the one I, that's how I always think to describe it. But Olivia walks in. It's the, is he from Shameless, I believe? The redheaded kid? Yeah. Um, and, ooh, it's so good. It's, like, an actually very intense one, I think. And I, I love that, that one a lot. Um, we also have Townhouse Incident, which is currently in the lead. That's season 17, episode 11. Yeah, would you like to describe that one for us? Yeah, so Townhouse Incident is the one where Lucy, who um, takes care of Noah, also takes care of this other family and comes and is like, Olivia, I'm really worried. You should go check on this family. And she does. And they're being held hostage by three people, including one who's like super high on drugs um, because they need money. They get money from the bank. Um, and so like the mom goes out anyway, the, there's like a really horrific scene where, um, Benson is taking care of the like young boy while the teenage daughter is being assaulted. Um, oh, yeah. oh, that one is intense. That is a very intense one too. And then of course we have, um, in the year we all fell down, which is today's episode that we just talked about. And that's kind currently of. in second place. So we will see. Um, which one comes out victorious <coughs> father shadow but we'll see um and again if you can think of others i already listed a different one that my vote's going towards and we'll read those to you next time Correct. um we have a new segment here uh where we play what did we learn and we all have to learn something from this episode um what did i learn this episode um I learned about the existence of Amberlynn. <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. Um that's fair. Uh what did I learn? I learned We learned some stuff about Carice's parents. 
That's true. Um, We did learn that. All right, here's what I learned. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Because you brought up Chrissy's parents. Um, I learned that Chrissy's dad is fat phobic. Yeah, didn't love that line. I want to see them. I want to see them. I'd like to meet Chrissy's parents, I think. Yeah, sorry to bum out the whole stream. That's You're right, though. I didn't like that line. Um, but I like that his mom cooks all day because that checks out for me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yes. So, okay. Here is what's happening next week because there is no new episode. But we are doing a very special arc next week. Uh, Sarah Storm, who played Bronwyn... Um, Bronwyn, you may remember as our favorite redheaded juror, um, who helped not only uh, William Lewis escape, but also Rudnick and um, Yates escape. Sarah Storm is going to be joining us next week to discuss her entire arc. So here are the episodes that we will be discussing uh, in broad strokes. So we have season 15, episode 10, Psychotherapist. That is the Lewis trial episode. Uh, Season 15, episode 20, Beast's Obsession. um, That is Lewis's escape. Season 15, episode 21, Postmortem Blues. That is um, after he's dead. Uh, Season 17, episode 2, Criminal Pathology. I believe we see her in this one, um, but this is one of the Yates Redneck episodes. And then season 17, episode 14, Nationwide Manhunt. And that is when Yates and Redneck escape. Um, Yeah. So those are the episodes that she is in. Um, Again, I will make that list available somehow for us so that you have until next Sunday. to watch these um, five episodes because we're going to have Sarah Storm, a.k.a. Bronwyn, join us on our stream. I'm so excited. I love her. Everyone knows these aren't my favorite episodes, but she is one of my favorite people. So I'm still going to have a good time. We're all going to have a good time. Right. We're going to have a good time. We're not going to go too in-depth into the the Lewises of it um, because... You know, some people don't like this. I'm so excited that I, people are, oh, Amber in the chat says, yeah. Yes. We love Miss Cupcake. <laughs> yeah. Um, so great. Yeah. So that's what we're doing next week. And then next week, I will tell you what we're going to be doing the week after. Um, but as a reminder, again, May 13th is a crossover with organized crime. So we'll work around that. Which is so funny because I feel like so many of you have been like unofficial crossovers. <laughs> Right. So here's, okay, let's talk about that because I know that I saw someone in the chat saying this and there's, I know a lot of theories based on the promo and what's going on um, with what's the storyline for organized crime. It seems like as um, Benson, you know, reminded herself that she lost her brother recently uh, in an overdose, even though he never did drugs before. um, the theory, I believe, the ongoing theory, I saw someone put it in the chat. I want to bring it up. I want to give you credit. Um, uh, um, where is it? So the the theory is that um, the drugs that Simon overdosed on have something to do with um, Dylan McDermott's character over on 
uh, organized crime. And so that's how we're going to um, do that crossover. That's what the theory is. I think that's a good theory. Oh, ooh, we have a theory coming in from JNCA who says, I suspect they're going to move Carissa to organized crime next season since that show doesn't have a law. First of all, how dare you? And second of all, um, he did make a little appearance in um, organized crime this week, and I think we'll make more appearances, but honestly, it does not really have anything to do with SVU, so I didn't bring it up. <laughs> they're right that it doesn't really have the law part yet. <laughs> I mean, that's because so far it's just Stabler chasing his the murderer of his wife. Right, right. But that is interesting. On a show called Law and Order. It's also interesting on a show called Organized Crime. Just saying. Um, uh, ooh, I see. The suggestion then from JNCA is this. Maybe they'll bring Barbo back. I'd be okay. I don't with that. hate it. I, I don't, don't hate it at all. Look, if they put Barba with Stabler <laughs> oh, on his show, I'd like that. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I like that. I want to stack. Right. Some capacity. Look, I'm watching Create it. Create a new show for Barba. Damn. Come on. So before organized crime was supposed to happen, if you may recall, there was a bunch of uh, discussion hate about crime. hate crimes. And we had suggested Barba over on hate crimes. Yeah. I still think that's a great idea. Um, but I also think that they should be making Caldoun part of our team. Me too. There are so many people that were just like, bring them on full time. Phoebe, put her somewhere. Come on. Phoebe's advice. She's busy. Okay, well, show me that. <laughs> I love her. That's true. We got her for a second last episode, and I was disappointed really? she wasn't part of it. Anyway, we're just <laughs> rambling about SVU now. It's like, whatever. That's the point. <laughs> That's um, what you come here for. <laughs> for our th- random thoughts on us. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a little quick shout out to um, Kathy Doby, who wrote this story with um, Warren Light and Julie Martin, because amazing. And um, uh, Chris Buckley, the chat says, yes, Caldoun, don't know spell. Funny, you spelt it like um, Calhoun, who is the lawyer. It's not about instinct. But it's not about Rita Calhoun. Oh, yeah. She's I love great. Her. Yeah, she's wonderful. I mean, she's not. She's she's been horrible, but um, the best. She's my favorite ever since the moment where she looks at Rollins' child and goes, "Oh, look, a baby," and then keeps no, going. She, no, she's my favorite too. That's um, when I fell in love. <laughs> she's wonderful. We love her. All right. Um, anybody else? I wanted to give shout-outs to. Uh, just remember um, that Nate killed his grandmother. I just. Yeah. Where now you is gotta the go there again. <laughs> You're sitting back, but at what cost? I want it. I want it noted. I want it on the record. On the record. Okay, great. Maybe yeah, I think Watch we have nothing. Back. <laughs> we have nothing else to say about this episode. It happened. Go buy your twelve dollar Brussels sprouts. We love to go. Let's support Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, support local businesses. Eat local. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's our. That's what we learned is that we should all be that's better. Good. No, that's a good message. It's a good message. 
um, and that there's hope. Speaking of hope, let me give you the hotline one more time. Wow, that so was so smooth. Thank you. I didn't see it coming, <laughs> and then I did it. 1-800-656-4673. Also, they have an anonymous chat online that you can check out. I think that's it. I miss Felicia, and I'm sad that she wasn't here to give us her thoughts as well. Same. Because I don't know how she felt about this episode. I know. We'll have to ask her. Maybe we'll catch up next week. Maybe we'll do a special. Um, again, yeah. also, we know that they finished filming um, or they were filming the finale. So they're getting close to wrapping the season, which means that we'll be doing older episodes again soon. Um, and as always, we would love your thoughts on older episodes. Um, I think someone which... just commented babes. Oh, did they? Did they, Taylor? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I think uh, it's deleted weirdly, but yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We will be doing babes this summer. Um, but I will take some some suggestions from anybody for older episodes. Um, we could do a whole Simon arc if we want to. We'll see how this yeah. arc thing works. And if that works out, then we'll do more. Fine, I like that. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts? I feel like I've just we just rambled. And that's okay. Hey, I love you. I love all of you. I was waiting for the pause and all the faces. I know. I, I didn't know if our audio listeners would, would, you know, want that pause. But for dramatic effect, maybe they did. Maybe they, maybe we should have kept it in. <laughs> it was the longest pause. Um, also, again, I will retweet that. But I'll tell you where to do that right now. Taylor, where can everyone find you in the poll? Yes, you guys can find me and the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore. And you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Awesome. Uh, I'm Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. I will be sharing that scene in case you somehow have not seen it. Um, don't you worry. I'll be sharing it on Twitter right after this show. Um, also, Felicia is usually with us. She is at um, it's Felicia Michelle on Instagram or at it's Felicia on air on Twitter, but she doesn't really use her Twitter. So there's that. And you're using it more. That's true. Um, thank you just so much to everybody who was here live. Amber, Jennifer, Chris Buckley, GN, uh, sorry, JNCA reading is hard. Um, I also saw Daryl was here. Zach is here. Uh, uh, Arizona, Kenaton Potter Gray. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, you're the one who said it. I was looking for this tweet. The brother of Olivia was killed by the organized crime. That is the theory um, that people are going with right now. So good. Great. Um, Danny Reacts was here. Just want to make sure I didn't miss anybody. Um, Yeah, cool. That's it. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.